This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley's pasture-raised chicken sticks. I'm super excited to share Paleo Valley's brand new pasture-raised chicken sticks. These chicken sticks are made from 100% pasture-raised chicken and organic spices that are preserved using natural fermentation rather than preservatives. So yes, no fake stuff or additives here. These chicken sticks are sourced from regenerative family farms raised on American pastures and each stick is free of chemicals, antibiotics, pesticides, and added hormones. Paleo Valley's chicken sticks are a perfect snack packed with 7 grams of protein and frankly, a great value without skimping on quality. Make sure to support this podcast and head over to paleovalley.com slash nwj and use code nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks again for listening and supporting this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Judy Cho and I'm board certified in holistic nutrition. And I have a private practice where we focus on root cause healing and it often starts with the carnivore cures all meat elimination diet. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with our own Cheryl Huftelin. She is a functional nutritional therapist and she works with our clients and patients as part of our nutritional therapist team. Cheryl is a certified functional nutritional therapy practitioner, a functional supplement specialist, an advanced nutrition response testing practitioner, and a certified trauma-sensitive heart math practitioner. Cheryl has a BA in nuclear medicine from the University of Medicine and Dentistry, New Jersey and Georgian Court University. And Cheryl spent nearly two decades working as a nuclear medicine technologist. Cheryl's job unfortunately made her part of the chronically ill community. But it was through that illness that Cheryl has learned to have a bigger heart for the chronically ill and now serves to help people get to root cause healing. You'll see in this conversation where it's kind of light, but also serious, and it helps you also see certain gems that we have learned through our practice. One thing you can't deny in this interview is Cheryl's heart. She has the heart of wanting to get people to root cause healing. Both Cheryl and I have been through our own illness and know how it's feels and how it is to live with chronic illness. And we both really want people to get to root cause healing as we have. Cheryl is a wealth of information and you will see that in this interview. Let's get right into it. Hey, Cheryl, welcome to the show. I am super excited for the community. I know a lot of people already know you, but I'm excited for more and more people to get to know you on this call. So why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Cheryl, guys. Um, I've been with Nutrition with Judy for a while now, and I'm really stoked to be on our podcast today. You know, and I came to the natural health space, I think, the same way a lot of natural practitioners do, Judy, is that I wasn't doing well with conventional medicine in my own life, and I wasn't doing well in general, right? So you start to seek other avenues, and you start to seek out practitioners, and you start to do a lot of your own research. Um, And that is kind of how I ended up finding my way and going back to school, you know, and I think it's part of how I can really relate to our clients so much because um, I was actually in a career that was making me sick, that I had to leave. And it really hits home when we have clients that come to us and, you know, whether it's a living environment or, you know, something of that nature, it, it, it hits home for me big time. Do you want to share a little bit about your journey, um, how you got into, I know you just kind of brought up that you went to nutritional therapy school, but I know you had a really successful career and then you shifted. Do you want to expand a little bit about that? Totally up to you. Absolutely. I, um, 
I went to school for something that I thought was safe to be around. And for a lot of people, it is. It, I was a nuclear medicine technologist for almost 17 years, um, which is a great job in healthcare. If that's something you want to do, it's a great job. If that's something that uh, your particular body can handle, it's a great job. I wasn't one of the bodies that could handle it. You know, we've always explained it to our patients working in that field that you're going to get an injection of a radioactive isotope and we're going to image you under a gamma camera that's going to pick it up. And it always sounded so innocent, right? Because it's diagnostic radiation. It's not therapeutic. And I always thought, you know, I should be fine around it. Everybody else seems fine. It's a career that people are going to school for. Um, I never really thought that I would be trapped in a career that was making me sick. And it took me a long time to put it together. And it took me a practitioner actually telling me that that was pretty much what was making me sick. I didn't want to hear it. I remember, um, you know, I, ha- I had a, I owned my own house at the time and I had major bills to pay. And I, I just remember being like, what, what, what do you mean? My, the radiation from my job is making me sick like that. That can't be possible. I, I work with people that are around it and, and people are doing it all over the place. There's a, there's a nuclear medicine department in every hospital you'll, you'll go in. And, you know, the techs seem fine, right? How could that, how could that be me? How could I be getting sick from my job? So it wasn't like I left the job the next day, right? You you need to figure out a plan. And I had already been taking care of myself very different than conventional methods. You know, I was working alongside of doctors and, and, but it, it never was how I was choosing to treat myself. So there started to be a disconnect pretty early on. And you know, the, the fact that I was getting sick from my job and the fact that it started to feel like, like my heart wasn't in it, right? Like you go to work every day and you're going through the motions, but is that really where your heart is? Is that where you're driven? Is that where you geek out at night and read about things? And, and it, and it wasn't where my heart was. A question about your, you said that a practitioner is the one that said to you, your job is making you sick. And I know that we sometimes have to have that hard conversation. So I'm curious because we have clients that are maybe living in moldy homes and not even just a home. So they can remediate their home if they have the funds, but also their job, right? So it's maybe they're a teacher or they're a doctor, they're a nurse in a moldy hospital or a courtroom or a school. How do you feel when you make those? Because it's so hard for me to tell somebody your job may not be right for you. It is so hard. It is so hard. And I think a lot of people aren't ready to hear it. I know that when I first heard it, I wasn't ready to hear it. I thought, okay, so well, now that we know that the problem, there has to be a supplement or some kind of medicine or something I can take, right, to, 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 to kind of counteract this. So I could just do this till I'm 65, right? And I was like, when, when I first found this out, I was like in my 20s. Oh. So I was like, there has to be something that can make me magically be able to do this for the next 40 years. This doesn't mean I have to change careers. Like I chose to go to school for this when I was 17 years old. There has to be another way, right? And and I did do that for a while. I tried to band-aid it the best I could. That ran out. The band-aids I was putting on it became like this tiny little band-aid I was putting on a gaping wound that was like coming out the sides. And to be honest with you, some of the damage that I did staying there in that career, um, I'm not sure that it'll ever be able to be reversed. I'm at peace with that in my own way, because uh, I feel like had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be here, right? Like there's not a day that I don't wake up that there's certain times where I kind of pinch myself and I'm like, yeah, this, you changed it. You're not doing this anymore. Like you get to do something you believe in now. And every client I get to talk to, 
And every person I've met since I've changed careers, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't get sick from my job. I would still be jumping in a car and commuting to work every day. And I would just still be doing it. Okay. So I hear from you that it's everybody has to come to terms at their certain point And that point yeah. is different forever. I could, I could see that. I could see that even when I was a consultant too. So I totally get that. I called my old job, the golden handcuffs, right? So it's just, it's good money, a good career. And you know, your heart's not in it, but it's golden handcuffs that keep you yeah. going. And it's, um, it was scary to switch. And I think it's, that's why I also like to bring up if people become a coach, here are certain things that you can do to possibly make yourself successful. So I totally get it. I know that jump is so scary. And I think when you get that bad news like that, where it's, you know, what could be where you're living or it could be where you're working or it could be your car or it could, you know, any of those things. I think that you have to try as the person receiving it to look at it more as empowering rather than bad news, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like healing is possible. And when you know something that's that major, where it's like, oh my God, if I, if I get myself around different surroundings, my body is capable of healing. I didn't look at it as empowering when I was in my twenties and somebody told me that I wish that I could have, I wish that I could have put those lenses on at that age. Um, but I didn't. And I think that if you can, if you can find that within yourself, I think that that puts a whole different spin on it. Hey guys, just to let you know, my Carnivore Cure book is back in stock. For nine months, it was out of print and used prices were up to $300. Make sure to get your copy today that has over 200 colored tables and graphics and over 400 pages of meaty goodness. We have a limited supply, so get your copy today on Amazon.com. And if you can leave a review, I'd be super grateful. So quick question. Um, I asked this to Caitlin too, so I'm going to ask you, and I'll probably ask Shannon too separately. You know, what made you want to work with our team? You've had clients and you are pretty successful. So what made you want to work with Nutrition with Judy? Yeah, so there's a lot. Um, I think that we do get, so so do we get sick clients? We do for sure, uh, for sure. I think that by the time that you're willing to eat meat and season it with salt and drink water, and do that, just that. I, I think that you don't feel well for right. the most part. You know, there's some people that are like, hey, I feel so good on this diet. I never want to stop. But not most of them. I feel very connected to people that do, truly do not feel well and have not been listened to. I listen so deeply to every client that we get. And I take it all in in a way that, I don't know, it, it re- every single client that I talk to, I is so unique to me. I never feel like they're the same and they're, they're motivated. I also feel like, do they not feel well? Yes. But I also feel like we get a subset that is ready to make changes. And I was finding my years in practice, you know, not being a sole carnivore practice or, or as heavy meat based, not, they weren't ready to make changes. And that that comes with a lot of frustrations on my end because I started to feel like sometimes I was putting more into it than they were. And I know that that's a line that you're not supposed to cross as a practitioner. You can care so much. And I do probably maybe sometimes too much, but you're not supposed to be working harder than they are for their own get, getting better. Right. Right. Like they have to be putting it in too. And I, and I struggled to get people to make dietary changes and 
we don't see that as much in ours. And I, I love the level of motivation that our clients come with. And I love being part of a team. Even though you're an expert in your field, if you don't know the answer to something, you have this amazing team to be like, hey, I need to bounce this off you real quick. Because not because I want to get this client better, I, we need to get this client better. Right. And she brought up something that I'm not 100% sure of. And I think that's the sign of anybody smart in any field is that when you know something, know it. But if you're not 100% sure, find out. You know, nobody knows everything. Everybody's got to go to books or a team or research or so I, I love, love being part of the team. And I love to be able to connect with people all over, right? Like, it's amazing. We, we are talking to people on completely different time zones. I'm like getting up for the day and they're, you know, midday in their car on a lunch break. And it, it really says something for the volume and the network of people that we can, we can reach. And I love it. Yeah, when I was first starting off and it was just me, um, there were times where I felt lonely. So in the SERS or not SERS, um, in the carnivore community, there's there weren't a ton of practitioners I could reach out to that were working with some of the sickest. Lots of people were doing groups. I think some of the influencers were doing one-on-ones, but it just wasn't the same because they weren't working. Maybe they were helping people get started. And I was focusing on gut health and root cause. And so it was sort of lonely. And I would find people that were adjacent to carnivore, but it still wasn't enough until I started building our team. And that's when things changed for me where I didn't feel alone, that I can bounce ideas with you or with Caitlin or with other people on our team. And as we've built our team and, you know, I was doing the personality test recently, we are all very similar in the sense of that we have this big heart to care. I think a lot of our team has been sick. And so I, I honestly think that as I keep hiring or we grow our team, I probably will never, I'll never say never, but most likely not hire someone that's never been through their own healing journey because they'll never understand how much it means to be sick and then overcome that level of illness so that then you can then serve someone because otherwise you'll never understand how, what you mean when you say you can't get out of bed or that you have no energy, or you feel very depressed, or you just have joint pain all over. If you've never been sick, you'll never understand what that means. And I think it's such a critical component in having a practice, because I, I really think everyone in, on our team has been ill at one point, and has somewhat overcome it to then be able to empathize and even be in this care, because it's not easy to work with the sickest of the sick. And you and I have talked and I mean, we've talked on our team calls all the time, but while it's very rewarding to work with really sick people, it's also really, really hard. And it's, there's no one approach because everyone is different. Like you said, I mean, I get calls and emails from you a lot bouncing ideas off certain people because I know you genuinely care but everyone is so different. So we have to always cater our foundations or what we think or our toolbox to this specific person and then figure out, do they need to meet with Shannon for a little bit for the mental health side? Do we need to do some limbic system or mind body work, or do they need to do SIRS or should they be following strict meat, salt and water, or do they even start the CFO protocol? And we have all these nuances and I know people say carnivore is so simple, but not with our practice and not with the people we meet. And so I, I, to I totally get it. The team helps you to stay safe, stable when there's so much complexity and chaos in a sense around us. 
So what made you eat meat-based? I know you just brought up a little bit of your practice, um, of your practice, and you've also brought up your illness, but you know, what, what found you or led you? Yeah. So, I mean, I had some fun in the vegan space for a while. Um, (laughs) that was a lot of fun. I actually, it was so fun. I did it twice. I think if I totaled them up, it was probably about two years that I dabbled over there. And I remember the second time I did it. Um, luckily I did it when I was younger because I think had I ever tried to do it at my age now, I think that would be extremely different. I think that I don't, I don't even know that I could handle it for like a week at this point. Um, but I remember like just being at work one day, yep. The the old sick job. Um, so that could be part of the reason I felt lousy too. But I remember thinking I, like I, I was just eating completely vegan for, it had been probably a year, maybe a little over a year. And I was a gluten-free vegan. So I wasn't like eating out of wrappers. Like I was really making food every day that did not involve animal at all. And I remember thinking, I am craving red meat like I've never craved it in my life. And I stopped on the way home, got a you know a pound of chopped meat, and I felt so much better that night. And like people always think, oh, meat is so heavy on the digestive system. Like that's what's giving me all my problems. And I just felt amazing. And I never went back to being a vegan again. Uh, after that, that was probably somewhere in my early twenties that, that, that happened the la- my last amazing stint with being a vegan. But after that, I kind of really, like I was already heavy into researching health and I mean, it didn't come out of nowhere. And I started really doing a lot more deep dives into animal based diet. And it was like, over time, I just got more and more and more of the food I took in daily was just all animal. And I was cutting out other things little by little and everything I cut out, I felt better and a little better, a more better. And it was, it was a learning experience. Right. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I was plant-based too. So I totally get that. You know, let's talk about the practice and work. Um, What would you say since being part of the wellness team or just being part of wellness in general that you've learned? Um, since you've been part of it. So before you used to just research for your own health. And now that you work with people and that are chronically ill, are there some tips or things that you've learned along the way? I think especially working with Nutrition with Judy, um, I see a lot of people, I feel like that when they start with us, they feel like they're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. because they have like, you know, some time on their steak here and there, or I, I like to sprinkle oregano on my ground beef or, I mean, these are just examples, right? Um, and I, I think that they come to us already feeling like I, I'm, I'm doing so much wrong. I, ha- I have to tell you these things I'm doing wrong. And I, I want people to know that you don't have to be perfect, right? Like there's going to be clients for sure that we recommend, let's go down to, let's go down to the basics. Let's go down to meat, salt, and water. You know, you seem to be reacting to everything. Is that going to happen? Yeah. And are we going to give them exact advice on how to cook that meat? Because they seem to be that sensitive and we need to make sure they're getting adequate nutrition daily. Yes. But we also get a lot of people that are able to tolerate a little bit more here and there, and they don't need to feel like they're doing something wrong. I feel like they're already coming to us, not feeling well. You know, they have, they've already, they're already coming to us, not having been listened to by so many other practitioners and doctors along the way. And now they're coming, feeling like they're already doing things wrong because it's not just basics. 
And I, I think people need to not beat themselves up and, and feel like there is different versions of carnivore for different people and different bodies. And depending on what you've been through and depending on what might need to be healed, right? Not everybody can jump into a super high fat diet without maybe doing some gut healing. You know, I, I think that the perfectionism sometimes that I think comes along with carnivore can be exhausting for our clients. No, I totally agree with that. I, I really feel that a lot of what's shared on, and it's not even just the carnivore space. I think it's all the wellness space of this is what I've done in my life and look at how amazing I look. This is how amazing I feel. And therefore, if you learn the secrets of what I do, then you can have that too. And when that doesn't work, which doesn't happen for a lot of the chronically ill, then the chronically ill person thinks it's my fault. I'm the one that's doing it wrong. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. And so that's why ever since having our practice, I really focus on trying to break that narrative because all it does is then make the individual think I'm not good enough. And so therefore that's why I'm not healing. And it's this constant negative feedback loop of, see, I ate the meat and I'm not healing enough. And it's because it's my fault. Maybe I didn't cook it enough. Maybe there were too many histamines. Maybe it's because I used garlic. Um, Maybe I didn't use the right salt. Maybe I didn't time the meal, right? Maybe I didn't eat enough fat. And it's just sometimes it's that it's not the meat alone, but maybe there's some environmental illness or there's trauma or there's something beyond the diet alone. And instead of thinking, maybe it's just not the diet, people think I'm just not good enough. And that negative feedback loop is so harmful to a person's health. And so I, I love that you brought that up because I think it's so pervasive in, in who we work with. And I just work with somebody that is healing through SIRS. They've been carnivore for probably four years and we've been challenging this person to try other things just to see if they're healing their gut, because that was the initial reason they came to us and they've never tried it. And the person is genuinely scared to try anything else because for so long, but, but I got to this level of healing, like what if it reverses and even asking them to remove supplements is the same thing. It's just, there's so much fear in their healing. It's like, Oh, Whoa, I think you need to do some therapy on top of that because it's not just finding the right supplement, the right meats. It's beyond that. And we want to get to a place where you can go on a trip and maybe eat a little less perfect meat and still be able to enjoy yourself instead of fearing, oh no, I need to bring my supplement pouches and eat this right supplements, or I need to um, eat my supplements or medications or meal at the perfect timing. Otherwise I'm not going to feel as well, or I can't do my cold plunges or whatever the other thing is. It's just there's got to be something off that you have to follow these strict regimens. And I want to challenge people. Otherwise they won't fully ever get to root cause healing. I agree. Yeah. So, you know, I know prior to you joining us, you've done training with um, gut healing and you've also done a lot of like supplement training. Do you want to talk about why, or, you know, where, where that love for the nuances of supplements and you've become our guru in that sense where we'll hear from somebody, Oh, this certain supplement didn't work. So yes, we consider these band-aids, but we ask you, Hey, Cheryl, what would you do in this situation with this certain supplement where they can't tolerate it? What do you think? Yeah. So I, I can tell you also too, how it started, right? How that love for supplements started. It was because it worked so well for me. It's usually our own story that gets us where. So it was, it was, this was actually before I even found out my job was making me as ill as it was. So maybe that was a confounding factor as to why my gut wasn't working as, as well as it should have. 
but um, I was having these stabbing pains in my stomach. Well, I was actually more my lower intestine area almost every night in the middle of the night. And they would wake me up and bring me to my knees. And it was at almost the same time every night and wake me out of a dead sleep. And the pain was so intense that even after it would subside, I would find that the next day I would almost be sore from being in so much pain. So it was kind of just like a vicious cycle. Like it was some sort of pain 24 seven. And then a friend of mine at the time said to me, you need to go see this woman. She's my mom's best friend. And she does this thing. He didn't even know what it was called. He said, she does this thing and she does it out of her house. And he's like, she also does acupuncture, but I don't think that's what you need because she does this other thing and she finds what's wrong with people. And then she puts them on supplements to make it go away. And I was like, I would do anything right now for this to go away. So I went and saw her and she did muscle testing to me and she put me on. I don't know. I walked out at the time. I wasn't like even researching what was on the back of supplements. If somebody told me they were going to make me better. I was taking them blindly and I didn't even care what was in them. And she put me on like five supplements and I kid you not, I never had the pain again. Wow. Never. It was like, I mean that those kind of success stories are kind of rare, but it was so body altering to me that a supplement or five, you know, supplements working together synergistically could take away pain that was that intense overnight that had been happening for months on end every night. And that's kind of when I started being like, wow, I need to learn more about how this works. And it started out simple for me. Like it was like, oh, if you're magnesium deficient, here's a good quality magnesium. Or, you know, if you need if there's something wrong with your gut, it has to be a probiotic. Like I started out very basic. And then once you start learning more, and this was even probably before I went back to nutritional therapy association, but I started to think like learn more about like pathways, like, but so why is that person magnesium deficient or why do they need probiotics or, you know, cause the answer is not always, Oh, I had a round of antibiotics. There's a lot more that damages the gut. There's a lot more pathways that can be off. And I, I was fascinated by it. And then once you get fascinated by that aspect, it's like, well, quality, right? Because you can't just go into ShopRite and that rack they have when you walk in and it's all on sale. I mean, I sometimes make analogies like this to clients because we do have clients that say, you know, this, these supplements are expensive. Right. That's something I've been hearing for decades. These supplements are expensive. And it's like, Judy, if I told you to go get a container of organic cherries. And you came back to me and said, they were kind of expensive. So I got some cherry Kool-Aid. Okay. I'd be like, no, not okay. That is not, that's not what we were gearing towards. That is the difference that, that vast difference, even though it sounds bizarre between cherry flavored food dye and God only knows what else is in Kool-Aid. Um, even though we all grew up on it. I live to tell. So the difference, the vast difference in like an actual whole cherry and cherry flavored Kool-Aid is what I'm talking about when I talk that supplements can move the needle for someone or they can actually make almost make it worse because now your body's just processing these foreign materials on top of the problem you're trying to fix. Um, so, so I feel like it, it was obviously a, my own visceral experience. And then it was just like, I don't know, some people just find their niche along the way 
And it's like, you know, you asked me something I did last week and I don't remember, but you asked me like the ingredient in the supplement I put someone on two years ago. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. It, it kind of just like, it, it just clicked. Right. It clicked for my brain. You know, what's interesting is in the carnivore community. So when I first joined it, there's always, there were a lot of dogmas that are still kind of around. So one, they'll say you can never gain weight on carnivore, which is so not true. You totally can. <laughs> but another one was you don't need supplements. And a lot of people still carry that. So I've seen some of the big name doctors where they'll eat something on screen and say, I don't need to take supplements. You're wasting your money because all the nutrition is in these foods. And it's, Logically, it makes sense because if you're looking at all the nutrient profiles of all the different meats you eat, if you eat seafood, you eat dairy, you have eggs, you have the beef, chicken, pork, etc., then yes, you technically have all the nutrients. But as we worked with clients, I realized that didn't hold true, especially when they're doing micronutrient testing, stool tests, and I see deficiencies. And the craziest ones would be when they're deficient in vitamin B12 or B6. And it's like, how can you be deficient in that when there's so much in meat? And so when I started challenging, it was like, you're a supplement pusher. You're like the biggest con. And it was so hard to deal with that. But at least now I think some people understand, okay, maybe we need some hydrochloric acid when we're first starting carnivore digestive enzymes. And I love it that our community is now more open to those things. Can you talk about why if we're eating these super nutrient dense meats, why sometimes still people need support. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that because I think there's not even just one answer. I think there's, there's a few, right? So you have the people out there that love the, the, the grass fed versus the conventional. And they're going to say to you, you are what you eat, right? Like they want you to go that far. They want you to be looking into what you're eating, what they're eating. And so there's that, right? And I feel like I lean, you know, a little bit towards that. I don't think you eat um, 100% conventional and always feel okay. But I also think that you are what you're digesting. You are what you're assimilating. And when systems are compromised, right, for whatever reason, maybe you are in a career that's making you sick. Maybe you are living in a moldy environment. Maybe you were a vegan for a while. Um, There are so many things that compromise digestion. And then there's things we can't avoid, right? And I'm not telling anybody to live in a bubble and avoid them, but I am going to bring them up, okay? So we are surrounded by things now that we weren't always surrounded by. You know, I worry about that with our kids because they're growing up with it their whole lives. Um, We're we're around it now, but we weren't when we were kids. So so we have Wi-Fi radiation to deal with, which really does a number on the gut microbiome. We have chemtrails. I mean, I live in New Jersey. They're, they're dropping it like, you know, they're dropping it nonstop here. Um, there's glyphosate. Glyphosate's being sprayed everywhere. You can't run from it. You could say, well, I don't put it on my lawn. Yeah, but you're at the soccer game and you're here and you're there. You know, there's, we're surrounded by plastic. You can't get away from it. You know what I mean? And, and I don't even, all of it, I don't try to run from. I'm just saying that it's there. We're around it. Um, and it does do things to your gut microbiome, right? right? We're not, for the most part, we're not living off the grid. You know, that that's not what we're doing. That's not what the clients that we see are doing. They're, they're living life. And, and so with living life, depending on your level of sensitivity, you know, comes consequences, right? So supplements are there to fill in the gap. They're there to provide healing, to take the burden off your body, to allow it to get more balanced, right? The idea is not that you'll need bile support for the rest of your life. The idea is that 
right now you're transitioning or transitioned to a higher fat diet. Your body might not have been totally ready for that because you ate low fat for a long time or, or it's just something different to your body. So it's like, let's give it some support for a little while and let's see how you then do with it. And if that works, you slowly come off of it. Right. But if we can get you absorbing the nutrients you're taking in, correct. Is it all there on a carnivore diet? It's all there. You're getting it all, but we need to make sure you're digesting and assimilating it all. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that so much. Um, I think there are so many people that don't absorb and it just took me to take multiple functional tests to see that. And even in simple blood work, people could get certain uh, minerals or certain, and I know minerals aren't perfect on blood work, but certain minerals or certain B vitamins, and you'll see deficiencies, even folate is another one. And I know people say it's because there's not enough in meat and it's not, it's usually there's some underlying reason that's deficient. So I totally get that. It's like how we were talking about offline. So we recently went to the water park and I know, right. So the human side of me is thinking this water is probably really gross. There's probably risk of parasites. We're walking in on barefoot on some of the ground that there's higher risk of parasites when you walk barefoot. And then the, the, it it was an indoor water park. So it's even worse, right? So it's not outdoor. And I just, but I have to take off my nutrition with Judy hat and be a mom. And so the way that I dealt with it is, okay, I'm sure my kids, I keep saying, don't drink the water. It's not good for you. And I can smell the excess chlorine, but the mom of me is, I don't want my kids to, I mean, they really wanted to go. And so the balance is that as soon as we got home, I'm like, you guys are taking probiotics and I make sure there's no, do you have a stomach ache? Are you having loose stools? And that's how I try to balance it. And yes, I'm totally using the supplement as a band-aid but I don't want them to all of a sudden have a really bad parasite too. So it's just when we live in real life, yes, there were no water parks long ago, but the real life is that my kids wanted to go to a water park. And so how do I deal with that to balance that in in real life? And I I think that's just an example of what you're talking about with all the supplements. I have a quick question though. I'm sure someone's going to ask. So you said there were five supplements that magically healed your gut. Do you know what your root cause of your gut stuff? Was it a nutritional deficiency? What was- no, I had arsenic in oh. my small intestines. Like I actually pointed to the spot because it was always the same spot. Crazy. I pointed to the spot for this magical Asian woman who healed me in her house. And she literally put her hand on that spot and it's did hot. the muscle testing. And she figured out what it was. And the crazy part was, um, I was eating a lot of organic. It was organic. I was eating a lot of organic chicken at the time. And I was drinking. um, I used to get up in the morning before I went to the gym and pour like a glass of apple juice, throw some greens powder in there. I thought I was amazing. I thought I was doing this like amazing morning thing. I used to throw some greens powder in there, some protein powder, drink that down and go to the gym. And apple seeds are very high in arsenic. Oh, right, right. I was also eating the lovely, you know, recommended rice. I was, I was eating quite a bit, but I was eating brown rice, which is even more of a soil sucker of arsenic than white rice, believe it or not. Um, you know, everybody says, Oh, you know, brown rice is better for you. It's whole grain. Um, it's actually worse in almost every way than white rice. And so I immediately cut out all of those things overnight and I changed the water I was drinking along with those supplements. But it was the supplements that overnight did it. The other stuff, I had to do some research, right? 
Right. Like I had to figure out what, cause she said that, right? Like it wasn't her job to do my homework. And she said, you need to go figure out. She, she actually said to me at the time, I had a friend of mine living with me at the time. And she was like, are you certain that your friend living with you is not poisoning you? And I said, no, no, I've known her since middle school. She's not poisoning me. And I said, but you know, let me figure this out. I got, I got, I got to figure this out. And I, I did a lot of research and it was like things I was doing heavy doses of every day. Wow. You know, as we're wrapping up, what are some successes and struggles you see with your, the, you know, the clients and patients that we're working with? So obviously SIRS are more of the patients because we do diagnostic stuff with them, but, and then our clients are the gut, this carnivore stuff, but maybe if you could talk about a struggle you see um, beyond just the perfectionism and then some of the successes you've seen. I think that, so yeah, the perfectionism is one of them. And I think that, you know, and we also kind of touched on it a little bit where sometimes people are not ready to hear it. So that's, that's something that is always hard on our end because they want to make changes that aren't the big change, right? It's not the one where you test your house or you figure out whether it's your environment or not. So I think, you know, that's a part of it. If we're going to be talking about the SERS aspect of it, which, which is huge because of the number of clients we see that, that have SERS. Um, it's, it's more prevalent than I even ever thought it was, even though I, I came to nutrition with Judy, um, knowing that it was knowing what it was and knowing that it was common, but I didn't know it was this common. And I think that, um, everybody who's not feeling well, that has tried a lot, I think should listen to some of your content on SIRS. And I think that they need to just be accepting that maybe that could be it and that healing is possible. I think that, that, like I said, I brought it up earlier, but I need to say it again. It's that if you find out it's something as big as your environment or a job, you have to think of it as empowering. You right. have to say, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, even though this is going to be life altering and we're going to have to dig money up from savings accounts that we had planned for this or planned for that, the fact that you can get to feel better and, and you can get answers I think is, is monumental. Let me stop you for a second before you hit a success. Um, I think for me personally, when I first found SIRS and then as I see that it's so expensive or that it can be really expensive, it was hard for me to keep sharing it. And then I also know that there are some people that are thinking you're so obsessed about SIRS now and move, move back to carnivore. And it's just, we see, and, and you know that Gerald, that we see such a strong subset of people that they try carnivore, they try to do perfect carnivore, they do supplement carnivore, they do gut healing carnivore, and they move the needle somewhat, but not enough. And now we know, like, there's lots of symptomologies where we say, oh, they're so sursy. And not everyone is ready to test. And eventually, we'll even have people come back a year later, and they're finally like, okay, I'm ready. And then once they test, they so have SIRS. And it's such a hard conversation but I really want people to get to root cause and we all do on our team. And so we try to balance it. We even do dances and we do delicacy of how do we bring this up without overwhelming them because they think they're coming to us for this, or I just have sinus issues. And it's like, actually based on yes. your history and it's yes. really hard. And every time, whether it's Caitlin or I, we send out the blood work and, and now you it's, we have this like, we just feel really bad that we have to be the one being the bearer of bad news in a sense, but also it's empowerment, as you said. 
And it's everyone's response is so different. We have people that cry and they're like, finally I have an answer and they're, and they're so excited. And then there's some people that are, have doom and gloom now because they have yeah. this answer, but you know, it's, and I just wanted to leave with this one story with this, um, this source conversation, but there was a guy that was constantly depressed. And then he woke up one morning and said, Whoa, Oh my gosh, I've, I, the cloud has been removed and they've been through therapy. They've done all the antidepressants type of drugs and have never felt better. But finally on the protocol, one day woke up with this feeling of, oh my gosh, is this how it feels to not feel depressed? And those stories are what makes me share SIRS because as hard as it is, I never understood why, how come I healed on carnivore and don't have mental health issues, but I still see people that say it's better, but I'm not healed. And then I didn't have an answer for that. It's okay. Well, maybe you carnivore harder because it worked for me. But then I realized through many of our clients that my N equals one isn't always the right answer for every single person. And I can change and be open to that because we see too many people to, um, to defy logic. And when I see that person say for the first time in a long time, I feel quote unquote normal. And that's what makes me then share okay, I know no one wants to hear about SIRS or they don't want this to be true. And they want just a simple supplement or simple meat or a simple way of meal timings or macros. But when I see people heal that way, I, I, we have to share it. It is our duty as healers to share that actually it could be this. And while it seems so scary and so hard and so expensive, people are healing in ways that we could have never imagined. And I think that is our duty. And that is our ethical duty to share these things. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Can And then, yeah, if you can talk about a success you see. The success I've seen since I've been with duty. Um, let's see. I mean, there's been a lot, right? So I feel like the one that I have enjoyed the most is some, and some of them are still in the middle of their of success, course. right? So I feel like I had a really rewarding, just, just last week, I had a really rewarding one where you, like you would say, you send the results out and this client was like enthused. She has been on an uphill battle and I mean hard uphill for probably three decades, not slept in three decades. And I, I kid you not. She says all the time, like, I know it sounds unbelievable to say that you haven't had a good night's sleep in 30 years and people look at you like they don't believe you because you're still up functioning, but she has not slept well in 30 years. And now all of the dots connect for her. Like everything she's been feeling for 30 years is right in front of her on the results that we give on the SERS blood work. And she, she said like, this is just so motivating. And to be able to be any small part of that to me is very rewarding. No, I love it. I love that you call all our clients your friend. So every time I email you about a certain client or patient, you're always like, oh, so-and-so, my friend. I love it. It just shows your heart and where you are in service. And, and I know, I mean, we're wired very similarly. And I know that you truly, truly care. And I know our whole team does. Even our, our creative team, which maybe one day they'll come on our channel too, but they're creating graphics to help people. And then they get really mad when they're researching content. And then they find out, the, some industry is doing harm. And, and and I know you also work with them with the mind body stuff, but it's just, I think we have an amazing team. I, I mean, know, like I even just through email, I feel like I know them all. I know we need to do a group call with everybody, but yeah. And um, I just, yeah, I appreciate all of you because 
you all bring different gifts and talents to our team that just strengthen us. And I always say that we are a team and that really helps us be a beacon of hope, a stronger beacon of hope and service to the community. So I think it's huge. You know, one question I had was about dietary wellness trends. You know, we've both been in the industry for a while now and we see these fads, like I think right now, or it's been around a while now. So there was breath work from like the Wim Hof and those, these things are all beneficial. So not to say they're not. And then I think nowadays it's the cold plunges, right? There are, and again, there's super benefits for them, but what are your thoughts about people following these dietary or wellness trends for so long? And I think red light therapy was another one as well. Yeah. I mean, I think any of those biohacks can be really beneficial healing modalities along the way, right? Like I think that you know, if you have like a specific goal and that can help facilitate that goal happening, they're great. But I think if you are relying on any one of them to be able to function daily or long-term, something's missing. Totally. Like if you absolutely need to put your body in that cold plunge every day, we need to get to why we have to, because like, how do you even go on vacation that way? You know what I mean? How do you, do you have to like fill the bathtub with cold water, but that's not cold enough. So you have to go out and get what five, six bags of ice. So now you're spending 20 bucks. These are not sustainable things for the long term, And they're not something anybody should have to do to be able to function. So I think that facilitating healing along the way, absolutely. You know um, I think that, you know, saunas could help facilitate a lot of our service clients. Um, but that shouldn't be what you need to, to like, you need to sweat out to the point that you're dripping every single day, or you have severe brain fog or, you know, something like that. I don't think that it should be your end all be all. I don't think it should be your, I need this to get through the day. I think they should facilitate healing and they should be used just as facilitators. Totally agree. Totally agree. If someone were listening to this and watching this and then starting carnivore, maybe they're struggling with carnivore. It's not perfectly perfect. Do you have any recommendations or tools that you've seen allow people to be more successful? I think that this is going to sound like I'm making it sound like it's simple. And I don't, I don't think that it's easy to go, you know, all carnivore, all meat, salt and water, all ruminant meat or ruminant meat with fish and, you know, all the combinations. I think that you need to commit. I think that everybody coming to us has committed to at least one thing in their life, whether that be you know, raising children or a job they've had or a passion they have, right? Maybe it's their artwork, maybe it's music. They've committed to something. They haven't made it in life as far as they have coming to us, not having committed. And I think that they need to make that commitment to themselves, to their health and to the diet. And I think that like we can't do that for them. We can't go in the kitchen for them we can give them all the pointers in the world. You know, we can help them with how to cook things, even websites to help them afford it or all the variations of low histamine. Like I'll give you the reference for everything. And if I don't know it, I'll find it out, but I can't do it for you. I think that if you come to us and you're ready to make changes and you're ready to commit, you can move mountains. No, I totally agree with you. And I, I think there are a subset of people that work with us that think if they pay for the service or the report or the sessions, then they're going to magically get fixed. And then as we talk with them, I feel like we wear so many hats as therapists. We are, we 
try to get into their psyche, but we also try to be detectives, right? We try to do a lot of things to really understand what is the underlying reason they're truly here with us or what are they truly suffering from rather than what they just tell us. And obviously we balance all of it, but it's so fascinating that sometimes you guys will tell me there is they're strict carnivore and then you'll say, but, and then over time you'll see certain things relayed and, and it's just, you're right. It's that commitment because you can lie to us or not share certain things with us, but it's your time and money that you're wasting when you're not super honest, because all we're trying to do is heal you or help you heal or find the road to healing. We are not the police, even though so many people treat me like I'm a policeman, but we're not the police. Like it's whatever you do, we are just trying to help you get there. And you have to consider us a friend and a support system, but then you have to do the work yourself. 100%. So at this time, I normally ask where can people find you? So obviously people can find you on our website and your bios there as well. If people want to learn more about Cheryl, and you can also request to work with Cheryl specifically, but you know, before you even worked with us, you had a tallow business and yeah. I've used so many different tallows. We had, we've, I, we had a previous employee that also uh, had a tallow company and I've used a lot of the big name in our carnivore space, their tallow products, but, and I'm, I don't, Kevin asked me, are you being biased though? But I truly am not being biased of all the tallow products I've ever used. I feel like your tallow bomb, or is that a, is it called a bomb, but whatever the lotion yeah. stuff it's so smooth. It doesn't smell super tallowy, especially if you don't get the unscented ones. And it's just so nice. And so I use it morning and night. And sometimes with the kids, I put it on. Sometimes the kids have hated when I put on the other brands because they'll say it smells like they have soup on them or the <laughs> but it's fine. And we used it at the park because, you know, the chlorine makes your skin dry out so much. Yeah. And, and I love it. And so I would love for you to share your tallow company or whatever you call yeah i mean I, i'll uh hopefully we can you know we'll get it i think we were we were even talking about bringing it in house soon so people will be able to you know buy it right from your website something yeah. like that and um you know so it's 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 simple recipe i mean people can do it at home but i will say i have like my own magic tender loving care that i put into it and i do think it matters where you get this health from um, I don't think it's as simple as going into health, uh, Whole Foods and getting like the, the brand that they carry. Um, the name is Epic. I think it's Epic is the brand that most people have access to in like a regular store. Um, I do get it from an Amish biodynamic farmer that I know in Pennsylvania. And I have like a super close relationship with him. Um, I've met him. He's amazing. And um, I, I do trust his implicitly. Okay. I think in the, I think I've had that business probably almost seven years now. And there was one time he was running so low that I did have to outsource. And while the ethics and the standards and the way that that farm farmed was the same as Aaron, the tallow was different. The tallow bomb, the consistency was a little bit different. Um, I didn't have any regulars complain, but I will say it was different. So I do think the tallow I use makes it different. And I mean, I'm only going to plug what I use here when I say that I use, there is a little bit of olive oil in it. Um, and I use the Bragg's, um, the brand of apple cider vinegar oh, that people okay. are um, familiar with. I use a little bit of their olive oil. Um, it's extra virgin, cold pressed, and I, it's a perfect ratio. And I use really high quality, undiluted, 100% pure essential oils. And 
when you whip that up the same way you would whip up like icing for a cake. And I will say actually the lemon smells like I'm making icing for a cake. The, the consistency, like the application is so much nicer than if you have like a salve. Um, you, you feel like even if the skin is like irritated, like it, it sort of just glides on as opposed to having to like push it on your skin. Um, and I will say even this time of the year, I, I tell people all the time, like, don't stop putting your tallow on in the summer. People only care about their cracked heels in the winter, I swear. But it, it tallow actually has a natural SPF of four. So when you put it on, you are getting like a little bit of natural protection. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I've used so many and I've used brands that are, they literally just market that tallow and, um, and some use even leaf lard, but there's one that I used that was so bad. Um, but yes, I love yours and I would forever use it because I mean, I, I use, I, I love moisturizing. And so I've done that whole, my whole life now I use your tallow and I, and I love it. And yeah, so we'll have your Etsy store on our website so that people can just directly link. But if you can just share your Etsy store name. Yeah. Yeah. The name of my company is strict body care LLC. Um, so the idea is not stripped of your clothing it's stripped of toxins Mm -hmm. so it's just down to the bare basics strip body care llc it's s-t-r-i-p-p-e-d well yeah so i will i will share uh your etsy store in the show notes but thank you so much for joining me um i know it's taking time out of your day with your clients and patients doing this but i appreciate you you know if you were to leave with any tip or wisdom and i know you'll come on our channel more and more but if you want to share anything as you're leaving I think it's that, um, you know, we talked a lot about diet today. We talked a lot about supplements. We touched on mind body, but I think that we, you know, this, that's not what this episode was about was mind body, but I want to leave people with one mind body tip that has helped me along the way with healing. And, um, I think it's that we're, we're all too hard on ourselves, right? I think that we all talk to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to other people. Um, I think we look in the mirror and we, look at our imperfections instead of what's great about us. And I think that we need to start trying to talk to ourselves the same way we talk to the people that we love. Well, thank you. I am just for the record, I'm very grateful for you being part of our team. I think it's divine. Um, honestly, I think, um, so, so yeah, I just appreciate you and I'm grateful for you joining our team. I'm super grateful to be here too. and grateful for you. Okay. Well, we'll have you on again, but yeah, I, um, I'm sure people will enjoy this. So thank you for your time. Thanks, Judy. Okay, guys, I hope that this interview was helpful. I hope it just helps you see a little bit more about our practice and some of the team members or our nutritional therapist team that works in our practice. Whether it's Cheryl or Caitlin or Shannon or other team members, everyone leads with their heart and everyone is trying to serve to help the communities get stronger and healthier and better. Not only is it important for me to grow our community and be healthy, but it is so important for me to build the right team to be servicing our communities and also being a beacons of hope to one another. If you end up working with our team and want to work with Cheryl, just let us know. You'll find that Cheryl will help you walk through the process and really any of our nutritional therapists will, but she'll be honest and help you through the process, even when it's hard, even when it's making decisions about the environment or changing careers, which is not the easiest thing to do. She has been through it and understands and can empathize with the difficulties of all of that. If you've never tried tallow cream, or if you just use one that you are purchasing, you may want to consider Cheryl's because I really do think it's the smoothest and creamiest that I've ever tried. And it smells really good. 
The lemon one is the one that I've used and same with the frankincense and we have the unscented and we use a mix of all of them for different reasons and for my children. If you get anything out of this talk, I hope that you understand that it's not about being perfect. It is true that trying to be perfect can actually stall all of your healing. So if carnivore is not working enough, consider other modalities. If you have to rely on a certain biohack all the time, consider what else can actually be causing the root cause injury. Okay, guys, make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. I will talk to you later. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com slash groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.